Hello, 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 everybody. Happy Friday. You've tuned into another episode of Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not. I'm Jackie Tyra. Hey. How are you, man? Friday. I'm good. I think I'm a little tired, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Because, um... Well, it's been a Friday. It's Friday and it's been a busy week in terms of like meetings and events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Although today was very much like how you would have liked your Friday to be <laughs> like very mellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I went walking today Ooh. and then I also like came back home and exercised. Shut up. Yes. So I think it's like it's coming down on me right now. Like <laughs> I could I use it now. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I, I totally, I totally get that. I get that. How is your day going? Listen. Oh Lord. Listen. Oh Lord. <laughs> mm, you know how like I normally like my Fridays and Mondays to be quiet and thank, thank the Lord. I'm off this coming Monday. And you do it. <laughs> he, he, he will do it. But when I tell you, Today was definitely not the Friday how like I normally like my Fridays. It was not. So I said, Jesus. You, and and I remember I, I texted you earlier. I said, have you ever been so mad and so irritated that you literally had to walk around your house and pray? You literally had to walk around your house and talk to the Lord. Yes, ma'am. And say, I was like, I remember I was um in the kitchen and I was sweeping and I said, um, God, what are you trying to get me to see? Mm-hmm. What are you trying? What? What? Because I don't. Apparently, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to tell me? What are you? And I was, I was sweeping hard too. Like, <laughs> that, that dust was like dang, girl. Okay, okay. I was trying to ask, like, were you sweeping or were you? <laughs> that dust was like, okay, girl. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay, God, what, what is it that you're trying to get me to see? What? Obviously, you're, you're trying, you want me to know something because this particular incident, and this is not what we're going to talk about, y'all, but this particular incident happened on my job twice, it, but in, in two separate occasions. Mm. So I said, okay, God, what and the what? And, and, and both of them came out, both incidences came out to be that the other party was wrong Mm. but it still left me very irritated Mm. oh so jackie yeah this isn't work related Mm -hmm. but this week Mm -hmm. um y'all know i rent or maybe y'all don't know jackie knows i rent Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and i had an issue in my apartment Mm -hmm. now mind you I work uh, in community organizing right now, right? And in a past life, I used to work in housing. Mm -hmm. Not for a very long time, but long enough to know, you know, a couple of things, right? Right. Long enough to be, you know, next to a maintenance manager and a maintenance team that were very helpful, right? Mm -hmm. So something happened in my apartment. I called my landlord and I said, and I left a message and I said, okay, I need you to fix this. 
He calls me back. Does not even address my question at all. Mm. <laughs> uh, or my, I'm sorry, not my question, my suggestion at all. But says, oh, we're going to do it this way. And I say, okay. Uh, me as the person who lives in the unit, right? Mm-hmm. It felt very dismissive. Mm-hmm. And uh, this person is the type of person that because you're a woman, because you're young, because I've been doing this so long, it's like, nah, bro. <laughs> right. Hold up. <laughs> uh, what we not going to do. And also, I, like, sometimes I have to forget, like, I have to remember, too, like, okay, this is your elder that you're talking to. Um, and this, you know, potentially could be hard of hearing, you know, also on the other end of the phone. You never know, right? Right. Um, but the type of person that will, as if I'm talking right now, Jackie, and you were to start talking over me, and it'd be mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> right. I was, wait, hold up. And having to remind myself, like, this is not, you know, this is my elder, but at the same time being assertive. I literally that whole morning, um, even after my walk, had this conversation. I was like, you know what? God, I can't let this ruin my day. It mm-hmm. ruined it for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, will say that. I will say that. But I, I recognize that the peace is all about the reaction. Mm. Come on, teach that. Yeah. So that's all I got. I can't teach it for real, for real. You cause. know what? <laughs> don't don't be dropping them gems and then just no. leaving it like that. It's so fresh. But it happened a couple, like literally, this was like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then the person came out. I mean, the person, <laughs> my landlord came out and addressed it yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Never made mention to the fact that, oh, you know, I was wrong for talking over you. Never made mention of the fact like, oh, you know, this is something, you know, your suggestion could have been right. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to get that from this person. But <laughs> mm-hmm. in the mo- I know this to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Will come as if, you know, had the conversation wasn't as tense. Will come, you know, and be just as pleasant in person. But it's something about when I call over the phone, it's like, why is this so such a difficult conversation to have every mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't call, you know, I, I'm very resourceful. I'm, you know, very. <laughs> we can make things happen in my apartment, in my unit, because again, I have had a history of working in housing. I have had a history of seeing other people. Um, you know, tend to apartments, right? Okay. So it's just, I say, you know, sometimes, uh, not sometimes, but most, most of the time, the the peace is a part of your reaction because there's no way in the world I should have let this man grind my gears that much mm-hmm. <laughs> in that mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, because you're talking about work, sometimes what I find out too or what I found, again, in a past life, my last mm-hmm. job, <laughs> mm-hmm. I found that sometimes you just got to put, you really have to push those emotions to the side and say, you know what? I'm not dealing with this today. No right. devil, I am not dealing with this today. Right, right. Um, but it's really hard. It's difficult to do that in the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. And and in the words of our dear sister and 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 multiple time guests, on our show, Miss Erica Williams, that it, my grits were boiled today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they my my grits were boiled, and I was like, "Hmm, 
I said, okay, God, you know, I had to, uh, I was talking to my auntie um, about it, um, you know, because she, she was um, an executive in the VA for like 30 something years or she's since retired or whatever. So she knows all, all like the ins and outs of like corporate and stuff like that. And so she was basically trying to, you know, talk me down off the ledge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, me about like some um, um, incidents that she w- went through, you know, while she was still working in corporate or whatever. I just said, I'm so over it. I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, God, at the end of the day, after I got through ranting and, you know, uh, sweeping all hard and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my, what, what, what settled in me was like, okay, God, what is it that you're trying to get me to see? Cause this is the second time this happened. Mm-hmm. This is the second time, different incident. I mean, different person. Uh, but the incident is the same. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I know me, one thing I do not like is an accusation. <laughs> I, I, I can't take it. I'm like, what, what, what? And especially if it's unfounded, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. I'm, what? And then once it is, um, once it comes down to that, that it is unfounded and it's untrue, and then it's just left, I, I feel like, and, and this could, I, I know this is none but flesh, um, I, I feel like I can't retaliate. Mm. I, I, I know this is number flesh, but I feel like how come I can't uh, um, send an email to somebody's superior and copy them on it and say, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then there's no reconciliation from the person. There, there, there it's, it's, and it's like it just goes away. It just goes away. And it's like, what? And I, I guess that's the, the, the social justice part of me too. I cannot stand an injustice. I, I, I can't take it. It's so interesting because it, it makes me, well, actually early, I wanted to ask you, how does this put you closer to um, not wanting to work for somebody else, not wanting to have to answer for somebody else? Mm-hmm. But I know well, my reason in asking that is flesh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, and I, I guess this, is, this, this, this may turn out to be the topic. I'm not sure. But I, I know me that my ultimate goal, and I know God knows this. I know you know this too. My ultimate goal is for me to um, be able to take Project Increase full time, right? And so uh, for those that, mm-hmm. for our listening audience, Project Increase is uh, my organization um, here in the city of Chicago that I started in uh, 2015. Um, our mission is to destroy poverty through education and opportunity, right? And so it would it would be my ultimate goal would be to be able to to operate Project Increase on a full time basis, right? And so um, in that, and seeing as though I guess, and I and I do realize, and I, and I have not have acknowledged this to God that I am not the most patient person. Um. But not that I'm not not that I am impatient with people. Um, I'm impatient when it comes to um, certain goals that I have and things that I have started, you know, like working on or whatever. And if I feel like that, why hasn't this come to fruition yet? That mm-hmm. frustrates me, and especially if I'm doing all that I know to do, you know, and um, why? How, why 
doesn't seem like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Frustrates me. So I'm just like, well, okay, God. Um, I mean, uh, again, I know that that is something that has to, maybe that is something that has to be worked out in me because I know I'm comes to me again I, I wouldn't like um, um display that type of impatience with other people um and I guess this is also teaching me too that when I do take project increase full-time and you know we do end up having you know um like employees or, or what have you you know my corporation or my organization will not operate in the spirit of corporate if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it will not so, as a founder of an organization, as an employer, if someone accused Tyra of doing something and mm-hmm. then it became, or it came, it became clear, like, oh wait, Tyra didn't do that. How would the situation be remedied from your standpoint? especially okay so like if it if it came to my level so I, i'm the founder or, or whatever and if it got all the way up to me and it's you and this person in front of me and y'all are in my office or, or however it is that, that we're doing or whatever mm-hmm. you know uh but it came to me and it comes to okay. find out that the, that the other person was wrong and that they like really tried to make it seem like you know you were at fault and and almost like um um a very um embarrassing very um uh, belligerent or whatever no tyra did this da, 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 da. you need to check her da, 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 da. and it comes right up that you're wrong oh no 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 uh there there's gonna have to be some apologies exchanged i i i can't see myself just letting that flow hmm. in my in my organization because I don't know, I don't know if you're taking that home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's uh, the reason I asked that too is because people place a lot of their identity in their mm-hmm. work performance. So mm-hmm. when you're saying, you know, you don't know, if, technically, hypothetically, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> hypothetical of me, right? You don't know mm-hmm. if I'm taking that home. People do like literally something happens awry at work. And mm-hmm. it follows them home. It's crazy because we always say, oh, well, don't bring your work life. I mean, don't bring your personal life, you know, to work. Mm-hmm. But I I would love to hear or love to, you know, survey people, a good size amount of people across industries to ask how many people or how many of us, I should say, <laughs> mm-hmm. take our work life home, right? Or things that happen at work and we're still thinking about it when we get home or when the clock, you know, is when the work clock is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've I've um I've calmed down, you know, now since I'm off the clock. And again, um I don't have to go back Monday. Um it I and I know and I know it will eventually go away. You know, it will it, it will eventually dissipate. Uh, even after, you know, um you know, we do the podcast and I finish watching, you know, my law and order and stuff like that. I'll be <laughs> on to something, you know, completely different. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? After I finish watching Organized Crime and, you know, SVU and stuff like that, I'll be on to something, you know, completely different. But just, in, I, I, I'm telling you, in that moment, it was like, God, Jesus, and the <laughs> Holy Ghost. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anywho, 
anywho, um, I, I, I guess I, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, uh, and for those, um, you know, young people that are entering into the job force or, or you know, if you are having have experience or stuff like that, like in like your first um, job experience, you know, let us know. And if you want to, like, talk about it or whatever, you know, we can do that, too. But um, OK, so the the elephant in the room in the city of Chicago. Right. And I was going to text you. Um, to see, you know, um, I don't know if you were like on the way home or whatever, because you're in Bronzeville, because uh, something just jumped off not too far from you. Lord. <laughs> and what I was happened? like, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> what happened? Are you near Dunbar? Uh-oh, are you you there? Hello. I'm right, here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you kind of went out. I said my church. Yeah, somebody's calling me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope it's not that bad where now people are like, oh, let me find out where Tyree <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, we'll never get through this episode. But Oh, my uh, God. My church is literally around the corner from Bronzeville. I stay, I mean, from uh, Dunbar. I stay hmm, maybe about 15 minutes in traffic, 10 minutes okay. in traffic. Okay, you know, yeah. Depending yeah, on who driving. Yeah, something happened at the school. Um, I saw a, a, a little bit of it um, on Facebook. I don't know all the details of it, but uh, uh, again, it seemed like this this theme with with the young people and these massive fights. It was like it was a big fight outside of Dunbar, and um, uh, a young person was stabbed. They said a young person got thrown out the window. It was like what the world? Out of a window out of the school building maybe? I think so that, that's what it was saying on one of the um, posts on Facebook that's mm, because they don't have any windows on the first floor so <laughs> oh Jesus um, I, I used to and I as I was responding to you it just dawned on me to say that I also used to work inside of the building at Dunbar never for CPS but mm-hmm. um, you know supplemental programming Mm-hmm. For Dunbar students, and who that that's amazing. I think the only probably spaces that have windows is like I remember the mechanics, uh, you know, kind of section because Dunbar used to be a vocational school, right? Well, technically, it is still vocational in name, but um, you know, probably the generation before us. Mm-hmm. Um, they could graduate from Dunbar with not only like cosmetology certificates, uh, but and culinary certificates, which you can graduate with those now. But um, even aviation, and I think they still have mechanics, but just a wide range. So, to my understanding, like most of the shop classes mm-hmm. have a couple of them have windows and then like the administrative offices have windows so I can't see somebody like or a group of people group of I should say a group of teens because that's what they are (laughs) a group of teens having a fight and then being tossed out of a principal's window that don't make sense to me so all the classrooms on the it would have had to been a classroom on the second floor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which ooh crazy so that that particular incident and then, because today's Friday, was this uh, Wednesday where um, 
They they had that incident jump off at the at the McDonald's on Chicago Estate. Um, another large gathering of young people. Right. Okay, it could have been last night. Okay, uh, another large gathering of young people. Um, fight ensues. Same incident, but uh, I think two people end up getting a, a shot, and I think one young person died, if I'm not mistaken. And then what? Just mm. this past um, last week, you know, the the young man, you know, that um, got shot at the beam. So it's like, what in the? And it's so much. Um, what am I trying to say? It's a lot of of rhetoric around. Um, and I know uh, we, we we talked about this a little bit too. It's a lot of rhetoric around parental responsibility, right? And and what that actually looks like, because I mean, the kids aren't even out of school yet. No, they're not out of school yet. <laughs> and it's so amazing to me because every year, not even around this time, but every year in Chicago, we talk about how bad the summer is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me that every year we have this conversation, but yet there are no plans to talk about a year you know the sun you know right after the summer or when school starts or even you know in january there's no conversation around uh you know us as a city petitioning mm-hmm. for more money for employment for youth there's no conversation around well no i'm sorry let me back up <laughs> mm-hmm. the conversations don't happen enough okay that way because mm-hmm. there are you know there are tables you know, Jackie, you and I, Jackie, you know, there's the My Shot, My Future table, right? Mm-mm. Um, And it's so funny that you just did that. <laughs> it's so funny that you just did that because you and I both know, for those of us uh, that don't know, though, uh, My Shot, My Future is a city initiative that started uh, towards the end of 2019, right mm-hmm. before the pandemic started, right? Mm-hmm. Or right before, you know, definitely before shelter in place in Chicago. And it's interesting to me because, you know, there were uh, two jobs ago, I had to be a part of that table. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, oh, this isn't enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It's a great convening, especially that first meeting. I think you were at the first meeting that I was at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of hearing about it and going to the first in-person meeting, I was like, oh, okay, this is going, this is going, this could be promising. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And then two years later here, we still talking about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And I do know, and I can say, even though, you know, uh, two jobs later, I've been a little bit removed. I can say last summer, they at least did partner a little bit more with uh, Chicago Park District, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure more young people could have jobs just around, you know, uh, creating their own program, creating youth-led programming around the parks, right? Mm-hmm. Even with that, though, it wasn't every park. <laughs> right. Um, it wasn't every neighborhood, right? And now, um, from, you know, being on the peripheral of it, um, is really interesting to me because I had a young person who is a colleague, uh, you know, a much younger person. Well, I won't say much younger, like, you know, I'm not young and flat, but a 21 year old 
who is mm-hmm. now a part of the conversation, right? So she mm-hmm. went to one of her first meetings and, um, you know, they're, they're creating things. They've been talking about this app for almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year and a half. I'm not sure. But um, she went to one of her first meetings <laughs> and just to hear, like, her say some of the th- same things that we have been saying, Jackie, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I know I'm not crazy then. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's not just me, you know, being tired of the organizer, being tired of the person that wants to advocate for young people. Like, no, it really is not enough mm-hmm. in terms of what the table could do and the amount of people that sit at that table, right? Right, right. Um, so I, that, you know, that as a foundation, I definitely feel like, we get to the same point every year in the city of Chicago, and it's like, oh, well, what are we gonna do with the youth? What you mean? Like, <laughs> right? I don't understand what the question is. Like, why is this? Why is this even a question? Right? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about like parent responsibility, I like to remind people that right now, uh, well, not right now, but culturally in society, wages ain't really increased very much, right? Right um housing has increased or like the cost of housing just the cost of living period consistently increases year to year right sometimes Mm -hmm. quarter to quarter Mm -hmm. you look at the gas situation that everybody is complaining about and I wasn't I'm like you know at the tail end of complaining about it because for uh for from June to April of you know this past year I was traveling the farthest I've traveled, right, ever mm-hmm. for work. Mm-hmm. So, and, and driving, I should say, because um, I've traveled pretty far on public transportation too when I was younger. But I was thinking, like, oh, okay, wait, no, this is just your commute. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is just how far you got to go. This is why you eating up so much gas. But now I'm like right around the corner and it's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I did not just put $67 in my gas tank. That's abnormal from, you know, from the type of car that I have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just to think about the fact that, like, cost of living, child care costs a lot, right? Mm. Um, to be able to put my daughter in a summer camp, there was one program that wanted over $1,000 for the summer for eight weeks. Wow. Park no, it wasn't Park District. Um, it was a... So I got this flyer that was sent home in her book bag. Mind you, she's a first grader, so she was all excited. No, actually, she didn't give it to me. My grandmother gave it to me because she goes home to... Or she goes to my grandmother's house because I'm still at work when she gets off of school. So I've arranged... Oh, my goodness. And even as I'm talking this out, here's another expense, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a real live conversation when we're talking about parents. Y'all talking to a parent, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I feel for people that have to kind of figure money out, um, whether they're a single parent or as two parents in the household, they have to figure out money and it's multiple kids in the household. Cause child, this, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I'm saying this, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. No, I also have to pay $300 a month just for her to be picked up from school mm. because I work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so even with that even you know that expense to the side what I was gonna say was my grandmother actually gave me this flyer from her book bag right so they sent this flyer home um and you know all great right they're flop they're canvassing certain neighborhoods for this particular program and I haven't excuse me, talk to any parents that are in the program, but they definitely wanted $1,250 for the whole summer. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah, no. Um, I know too many programs that are less than that, right? I know too many programs that are going to be closer to my house because the one that one was like a little bit ways of away um, and not on my route of going to, you know, to my job, commuting to my job. And because I haven't talked to any parents and I might not be have the opportunity to right mm-hmm. talk to any parents that have put their children in that particular program it's gonna be a no for me no <laughs> um and my rent just went up <laughs> mm. so that's probably another reason why you know I was telling y'all earlier like it it is a, a pain point to talk to my landlord about something and y'all just increase my rent and you don't want to come, you know, fix it. Or I'm giving you suggestions to things that I'm thinking will like dead the problem and won't, you know, have it continuous, be a continuous problem for me. And it's like, dude, you shouldn't be giving me no grief about nothing. Right. I pay my rent religiously. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things. And mm-hmm. having, you know, been through conversations about rent control in my, you know, previous job. So anyhow, I say all that to say. When we're talking about parenting and the responsibilities of parents, there are a lot of parents out here that, one, don't know how to parent well, yes. Mm-hmm. But then there are a lot of other parents who are literally trying to scrape to get by. Mm. And little knucklehead child, you know, don't do what they tell them to do. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's a child that they can't have their hands on every given moment because they work it. Right. It's a lot of parents out here that are busy working and they get home and they're tired. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to say that your child shouldn't be a priority, but hell, I mean, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But Jesus, my child is a priority and I get tired (laughs) (laughs) and I got a job and a business and I volunteer. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. And I'm a single, I'm a mother who's doing it, you know, with a little bit of support from my family, right? Like I just said, my my grandmother watches her after school, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But by and large, like I'm, we're working on one and a half income. I'll say a half income with my business because you know, you, anybody who owns their own business knows that they put more money into their business. Yeah. (laughs) In the beginning than anything, right? True, true. So, um, you know, there are times where I, I, you know, I joke with her. I'm like, honey, you got to get a job. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I think also like single parents, single child mentality. Like she gets, I, and I thought about this the other day too, Jackie. So <laughs> bear with me, y'all. I literally thought like this child gets almost whatever she wants. Like, and I was thinking about it, like, is my daughter spoiled? Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I wouldn't call her spoiled, but if I have it, I'm gonna give it to her. <laughs> like, right? She's a, she's a like, she, and that's not to say she doesn't do anything wrong. Like, I had a text message conversation with the lady that provides transportation for her after school, and she said, you know, she had said something in the van to somebody else, 
that was unex and what she, she said what it was and then like the words under the text you know how you like hit return or you hit enter on your phone and you go yeah. down to make another paragraph in the same yeah. text message uh-huh one word was unacceptable and I was like lord <laughs> Ooh. right and I'm thinking like it's a 50 50 chance that this lady is blowing this out of proportion right because it's my daughter right I know my child Mm-hmm. But on the 50-50 side, on the other side of it was, you know, my daughter could have said this because she also don't know what it means, right? Right. <laughs> and as a first grader, as a seven-year-old, she tends to, you know, say things. And I had this conversation with another friend too, like, she tends to say things and I have to say, like, do you know what that word means? Mm-hmm. Like, you heard somebody else say that, right? But now you're using it and you think, like, she she's smart. So she thinks she can, like, infer what a lot of words mean as well and I'm like okay I'm not mad at you for trying to use contact clues but that is not it right (laughs) don't say that no more (laughs) right um so yeah I just feel like we give we group parents into this large pool right I'm gonna say this and then somebody is gonna come in our comments I just know in the same way we group the police Right mm-hmm. now, mind you, policing as a system is racist. True. So I'm not saying that you know policing is the right way to you know to make sure that our neighborhoods are safe. The jury is still out on that. I haven't you know there are there are people who I know to be police officers that have great intentions, right? And I'm mm-hmm. gonna leave that there. But at the same time, parenting. Mm-hmm is going to be different for every parent, every household. We've talked about this so many times here, right? Yep. It's going to be different for every every individual, right? It's going to ha- also tie into how they were raised, mm-hmm. right? And any generational curses that they, even if they don't, you know, sometimes people don't even recognize like, oh, wait, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I learned this from somebody, but I really shouldn't be doing this as a parent. Right. Um. So I don't know. I'm just kind of on the on the fence about whether it's completely parental responsibility as a parent and as somebody who has worked with young people for so long. I've worked with young people who were completely different when their parent was around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's I don't know. It's that's where I am. I just got to stop talking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I, I totally uh, agree and um. And even though I, I can't relate in that aspect, you know, I've been working, well, well both of us you know, have been uh, working in youth development for quite some time. And I, and I do agree that sometimes, you know, um, you know, young people, they, they do code switch, um, you know what I'm saying? When, when they are in front of their parent, they're, they're one way. And when they're out of their presence, they're a completely different person. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, and, and, and again, if you're not from uh, Chicago, um, our mayor has enforced this new rule to where um, young people are not, I think it's what, Thursday through Sunday or something like that. Um, they are not allowed um, in the Millennium Park or even like the downtown area after 6 p.m. without an adult present. So, um you know, so you just can't just go, you know, um, downtown and, and kick it, you know what I'm saying, because the, the weather's nice or whatever this and that. Um, if you do decide to do that, you know, you have to have 
um, a parent or an adult present. And I did see um, on the news uh, a lot more security um, at the Bean. Looked like they were like checking people, and I was like, "Dang, is this is this what we do today here? already?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Is this what we this what we doing?" Like, oh, I mean, okay, and it's like on on one instant, I get it, I get it, you know what I'm saying? But because because what happened, you know, last weekend was was completely out of pocket, you know, um, completely out of pocket. So I I can't. I, I don't necessarily, and I know this has been like a lot of debate um, and a lot of uh, commentary around, uh, you know, the mayor um, just uh, putting this this measure out and that it being uh, specific, specifically targeted uh, toward black youth, black and brown youth, whatever. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because she said, because it wasn't like it was only black and brown youth downtown at the Bean when all this happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I, I think a, a lot of people they they're 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 not saying that it wasn't just black and brown youth down there. Mm-hmm. It was a, a mixture, a myriad of young people acting a fool down there at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So whether it was you know for the social media cloud or whatever, it wasn't just black and brown youth. You know what I'm saying? So so because um she said that can't nobody no young person, you know, be downtown after six o'clock without an adult, you know. Um, I don't know necessarily how that got into a whole um, it being specifically targeted toward black and brown youth. I don't know because, I, again, I don't necessarily agree with that. But uh, is it a Band-Aid? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, because as you can see, that did not stop anything last night. Mm-hmm. That stopped mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm it's funny because i was uh well not funny but it is um interesting i I should say for lack of a better word um but (laughs) today i was um forwarded an email (sighs) (laughs) y'all in the email it says um i I write that that okay let me just read part of it because you know some of it is confidentiality but uh, I know we all care deeply about the safety of our city, especially the safety of sh- our city's children. That is why I write to bring your attention to a number of studies and articles that look at the effectiveness and impact of juvenile juvenile curfews. Um, it goes on to say the evidence is clear that in quotations, juvenile curfews are counterproductive for public safety. Um, and it gives, it lists three articles that I cannot wait to read, (laughs) Mm -hmm. even though I'm like off the clock and it's Friday, I can't wait to read them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so interesting because, you know, um, city council is getting ready to vote. Right. Um, or I'm sorry, wait, city council. I got this on Thursday. It was sent on Thursday. Um, to my understanding, city council has to vote. Right. Mm hmm. Um, about whether uh, the there's going to be an amendment to our city's 1992 curfew, which would then like kick into high gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this this type of behavior that Jackie is, is displaying, right? Or not displaying, but is I'm, so, what, me? I'm sorry, not you. <laughs> um, that Jackie is you know kind of exampling for us. 
mm-hmm. terms of young people being kicked out of you know the downtown area corridors right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's interesting what is interesting to me and what is funny to me is earlier this week when you asked me about like my feelings about it mm-hmm. I vaguely remember and I haven't found any like um the first person narrative or anything like that the reason I didn't respond right away was because I immediately went to Google right mm-hmm. I vaguely remember people talking about back in the 70s where uh you know people like people of color particularly black people were not welcome in downtown period mm-hmm. right um so I think what I text to you at the time was it seems very um what did I say it's something along the lines of it seems like history repeating itself right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and just the 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 kind of attack that you mentioned on black and brown youth right mm-hmm. um to be honest youth is a very subjective identifier right right it depends on the other person that's looking at you true um because just even thinking about some of the times or some of the ways the news and media and um you know, common, I guess media is the only way to say it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, identifies Black teenagers, specifically Black boys. We always talk about them as men, right? And mm-hmm. nine yeah. times, sometimes, most of the time, they're under 18, right? Or they're mm-hmm. un- under 21. And it's like, no, nah, that's not a man, that's a boy. Like, <laughs> right. Um, or even thinking about like a conversation I had with a coworker or a colleague today, uh, today Wednesday uh just asked me like and was very hesitant to ask me how old I was right but when he did I was like you know just playing around like how old do you think I am (laughs) Mm -hmm. and when he said I was like okay yeah you're right but um you know it's it's a what he was trying to say was you carry yourself with a certain level of decorum right and I was Mm -hmm. like okay great thank you (laughs) right um that that's a compliment right but it is very much it's almost as like the saying uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. Your age is specific, you know, or your perceived age, your perceived youth, right? Because I've also been in the hallways of high schools and people been like, you know, you need to get to class. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. I'm a whole adult. <laughs> a whole one. I don't understand who you think you're talking to, but also. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then even thinking about, you know, just that example having somebody who thinks that they're an authority talking to you in a certain way when they don't really know your caliber right mm-hmm. or your status is like oh I know you talk to your students this way um or I know you talk to people you know you're clearly talking to to me this way because you think you can right right yep um so yeah I it's int- I I don't really know if it is going to be as productive we'll have to see right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The table is still out because again, it um when we okay, I'm gonna say something else that people are gonna be like, mm, Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> but when all of the stuff was happening downtown right after George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not just in Chicago. We could talk about Chicago, right? But not just in Chicago, across the country, things were happening. And to my understanding, a lot of things were happening happening in the metro areas of cities, right? 
mm-hmm. in terms of what some people like to call looting, what some people like to call just pure chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I distinctly, now earlier I said I vaguely remember, right? But I distinctly remember mm-hmm. <laughs> after uh, George Floyd's murder, people saying, oh, well, I would prefer them to be downtown than versus in our neighborhoods. Mm. That's problematic because it doesn't get to the root of the real problem, right? Right. But I understand the sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. I I get it because some of our our neighborhoods are dilapidated. True. Some of our neighborhoods are desolate. You know what I'm saying? Some of our neighborhoods lack resources that other neighborhoods have. Right. So in some instances, I get that sentiment, but at the same time, it's like that's still not solving the issue mm-hmm. <laughs> at hand, right? Um and I can imagine that there are going to be people who feel that same way. Like, yeah. oh, okay, well, if they fight in downtown and you tell them they can't come downtown after a certain time or if they're shooting, you know, downtown and they you tell them they can't come downtown at a certain time, then they're just going to keep doing it in our, ne- in our neighborhood. Right. And again, that doesn't get at the root of the problem, but I, I bet you that's going to be what certain people say. Mm. in terms of a response so mm-hmm. I don't, Jackie how you feel about this uh, I, you know what I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 to, I totally me Jackie <laughs> you know I, I totally agree with I, I don't agree with generalizing anybody right as far as like with, with the um, the parents and stuff like that because I the the majority of the co- the majority of the comments that were like um, uh, flying, right? What when when the different lives were going, um, you know, seeing the young people in action, you know, they were like running and doing all these different other stuff, right? Um, where are the parents? Where are the parents? Where are the parents? These these sorry parents. These sorry parents, and it 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 could uh, again. I don't think it's it's as black and white or as cut and dry as people mm-hmm. are trying to make it out to be. Like mm-hmm. like the example that you said, right? Meaning like it could have very well been what if somebody's mom was working third shift at the hospital? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just uh, and 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 child just so happy to this because first of all, uh, you talk about organizing, right? And and advertising, you know, uh, one tweet goes out or however one Snapchat. See, I don't have Snapchat, so I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> or, or 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 one snap goes out. A you know, I think I think the term is called right. Um, that you know we're going to trend at this particular area, this time, this place be there how that gets to uh 300 other phones i have no idea you know what i'm saying just just from whoever initiated it how it gets shared so many times and 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 hits so many um um young people's uh, uh social media accounts i have absolutely no clue but it, obviously it's effective Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know because uh the the goal whoever it was that initiated it the goal was accomplished where those young people were um met at that particular time place and such you know um uh, was the initial thought to go downtown and fight i would say probably you know i would even say probably not i don't know 
I don't know what the the original intent was, but um, I, again, we're going back to what I was trying to say before. I don't think it's as cut and dry to where it's a, a neglect on the part of the parent. You know what I'm saying? It could very well be because a lot of people saying, "Oh, where's the mama? Is she out clubbing? You know, the daddy ain't around. This, that, and the third. And and that, and even though that narrative, um, and that, and I can't say that 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 narrative is not true. Mm-hmm. That that narrative is not present, but that is not um, uh, the case in 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 every uh, that's that's not it, you know in every case. So, I mean, I have absolutely no idea, you know, because I feel like oftentimes I am on the outside looking in because I'm not a parent. I I, I don't know. I I don't I don't know if how to even form an opinion um on this matter because I'm just like God and and it it, it concerns me it worries me uh, I, I pray often about it I'm just like God what because I'm pretty sure that the um when when the when the word got out about the trend and nobody sent it out with the intent on anyone dying right? Uh, but unfortunately, that's that's what happened. And then I wonder that uh, whoever it was that initially did it and found out that people actually died um, when it happened, do they feel some type of way about it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, man, was nobody supposed to die. We were just going to go downtown. And, you know, and just do whatever. But nobody was, I'm pretty sure the thought came across some sort of way that nobody was supposed to, to die in this. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it, I feel like I'm rambling, but I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess that's just how I feel. If any of that made any sense. It it does. Um, you talked about the third shift parent, right? Because <laughs> um, you know I have a prayer on Fridays in the morning, so I can't remember if I shared with you and our listeners that um, I probably shared this with the prayer group uh, about the fire that happened on our block. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe earlier this month. Um, towards the end of last month. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. It, it, it's, it's getting fuzzy now because it's still, it's getting fuzzy, but it's still fresh. It's kind of like a, a weird dichotomy to, <laughs> to experience. Mm-hmm. But um, I was up late one day uh, with my niece working on a shirt project. And um, I heard like these sirens, right? And so the way our block is set up, my building is a two is a three flat and we are the only building going north and south. I'm sorry, not the only building, but we're the last building going north and south to a certain point on our block. And then there is like a way for the alley to access um, the the there's a a part of the block that is only accessible via the alley right mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see, you know, people's basically their backyards and their back doors from my back door, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, on the uh, what would that be? On the south, if their buildings face south, I could see, you know, their their alley as well, and then the people on the other side of you know my alley, like directly on the other side mm-hmm. um, of the block, right? But on the side, on the south side of the block, there was a fire a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my niece and I, we were up and I remember hearing these sirens and I remember thinking like, oh, I need to go out and see like what it is because I have an elder neighbor upstairs. And um, she literally two days before had to like be taken out of her apartment by ambulance. Right. So I'm thinking like, oh, OK, let me just check. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, lo and behold, it was, you know, some fire trucks trying to, and again, this alley issue is, is hard to think about too, because, um, they could not gain access to the building that had the fire, but for this alley. And it still felt like it was very far away from my vantage point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but anyhow, I say, I like to say huge fire, middle of the night, it's raining, and I'm standing in the back in my back door, like seeing these flames that look like they're actually about to touch like the next building. Wow. Right. And I've never seen a fire up close before. So for me, it was like very it was really traumatic. What I found out, though, um, this is a uh, early Saturday morning, actually. So I would say like one or two o'clock Saturday morning. And um, what I found out over the course of the weekend was that a three-year-old died in that fire. Mm. Now, Evelyn Holmes from ABC, you know, our girl Evelyn. <laughs> right. Um, she said the source of the fire, as she was reporting. And I remember, like, driving past as she was actually doing her, you know, report. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to watch Channel 7, you know, later on. Um, but as she was doing her report, she said what caused the fire. And then she, like, at the very beginning of the report, but then she never said anything else about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it is one of those conversations around parent responsibility. Mm. And the fact that she handled it with so much care, right? Because there were so many things, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Evelyn Holmes is a, a veteran news anchor, right, right. Here in the city of Chicago. So she does, and I've also seen her talk, like, literally, I've seen her firsthand talking to people during interviews. So um, I know that she does her homework right but in this particular instance I just imagine because of the way she handled it there were so many things that she didn't know Mm -hmm. and without wanting people wanting to leave people assuming or giving any room for assumption right Mm -hmm. she touched on the uh, cause of the fire and then proceeded you know to share you know the rest of the story right Mm -hmm. now the cause of the fire was um or the, the source of the fire was in the kitchen mm-hmm. on the stove, right? Okay. But the only people that were home was the three-year-old that passed no. away wow. and the 13-year-old. Wow. The only people who were home, though, again, as her story kind of you know goes on to tell us, that were home uh, were the three-year-old and 13-year-old because the mom was at work. Hmm. So that's a mama who's working third shift, right? Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's one, two o'clock in the morning. The little boy got hungry. 
Mm. You know, so I think that's enough. Like, <laughs> and earlier I didn't I didn't mention this, but it, it was it's still so fresh to me, right? So when people talk about parent responsibility, it's like, wait a minute, hold up. Let's not, and uh, this is again for the sake of not grouping parents, right? Right. Um, but I like to, I just like to enter that into the conversation because just around what you said, like we weren't expecting anyone to die. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's a very real conversation to have, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm telling my seven-year-old, when she's seeing like the little tea lights, tea candle lights, um, you know, on the sidewalk and the balloons for the little girl, she's like, oh, what was going on over there? Like, and she's excited. Like, wait a minute, did we miss a block party? Like, no, baby, I have to tell you, like, this is what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she's telling me like, oh, that's so sad. Right. And she's asking me these questions about, well, where was the mom? And, you know, (laughs) she shouldn't have died because she's three and she's so young. And it's like these are the conversations that we really need to be having as as families. Right. Right. Um, But again, I should say on the other side of it, it is so real that you even ask that question, because I imagine, you know, the 13 year old wasn't expecting a fire to break out. He was probably just hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tie that into this whole idea about trending because we know a lot of young people are followers. I can't really say <laughs> any other way than that. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of think about a lot of the kids that you know, a lot of the teenagers that you know, heck, a lot of the young adults and adults that you know. It's a lot like our culture is such a following culture. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever the intent was of that first person, right? There could have been however many more, hundreds more young people that went and had the mindset of following somebody who had malintent. Mm. Mm-hmm. and I don't even really know how to say, how right. to say it after that you know what I'm saying like it's my prayer is that that person you know thinks differently right mm-hmm. about who they even just who they have in their circle just given the the amount of influence that they have right right um but ultimately I, I think we need to start having conversations about um how our young people are how we all are spending our time um and what does it mean to actually so i used to tell my uh my middle schoolers particularly right but my <laughs> my teenagers and my middle schoolers to some extent i used to tell them like leadership is self control so even no matter what you know the intent was or after I got downtown, I'm one of the teenagers that was downtown last week, hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what somebody else is doing, leadership is self-control. If we're teaching our young people what leadership looks like, and if we're teaching them that it is self-control or that it's leading with grace, right? Mm-hmm. We would have more young people that would see certain instances and be like, all right, y'all, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know what? You know, this ain't really what I came down here for right you know but but we teach followers followership we teach discipleship in a way that is so negative you know what I'm saying 
And mm-hmm. I, for those of y'all that know, we are like faith, you know, Jesus Christ believers, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when I say discipleship, uh, it is really founded in the idea that I'm following a higher power, right? Well, in this mm-hmm. instance, our young people were following, you know, uh, an influence uh, that was negative. Yeah. So I don't know, Jackie. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we we both ended our statements like I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, because we really, I mean, although we are, um, we have been working in youth development for quite some time, and our youth advocates, um, a, a lot of these um, instances, you know, leave us saying I I don't know, I I don't know, because I think um, I, I tagged you and um, uh, Miss Erica uh, on Instagram on the. One post, I think they had uh, a Chicago media takeout when they were talking about, you know, what happened um, at the McDonald's last night. And I was just like, I I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, because these incidents have been happening back to back to back uh, with um, with it um, having been in common um, a large amount of young people, them fighting and this and that. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Um, um, again, it it definitely troubles me. Um, I just be like, well, God, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And actually, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to even uh, bring that thought out. But anywho, um. For those that are listening, um, again, this is youth development, what's working and what's not. We're a safe space for youth advocates to share their strategies and their challenges to supporting youth. Um, Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I got a question. What? What's working right now? Listen. (laughs) And what's not working? Listen, this is why we, (laughs) this is why we are titled. Well, how we are titled. What is working and what's not? Apparently, what we are doing, the laws that we have enacted are not working. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, us as adults, I think we need to, once we see, because, you know, we, we, we lay down these laws, we, we, we lay down these rules and regulations in the hope of I would I would hope that, that would be the intent of to keep our young people safe or to keep uh, a, a particular behavior curtailed, right? But once we see that uh, we are getting the opposite, or we are not getting what we thought that this um, should be producing, do we go back? And reevaluate if this is working or not. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that we. I don't think that we do that. Do we want to do that? Are we embarrassed I, to say that it's not working? I, I I think that we don't have room for embarrassment because too many <laughs> young people are losing their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I asked that because it took a colleague this week to, <laughs> I was in this meeting with a city agency and I was like, you know, I asked for a, pers- uh, a particular data set and the person from the city agency was like, nah, we can't do that. 
And I was like, wait a minute, what? Where else would I get this information from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And my my coworker, direct coworker, right? Person who's in the same office as me was like, after the meeting, I was like, yeah, that didn't make sense to me. And, you know, she was like, yeah, because it would be too embarrassing for <laughs> them mm. to share that information. Um, you said we don't have room, you know, for embarrassment. But at the end of the day, we clearly got room for pride. Mm. Hmm. And that's not helping. That's not working either. <laughs> like our pride uh, is not saving any of our young people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can say your pride for the gas tank, honey. <laughs> Listen. Mm. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I think at the at the end of this conversation, I think we, we are both saying... Um, I don't know. And, and I know that we usually end <clears throat> um, on um, saying encouraging words to um, our young people. Uh, but a- a- as an adult, I-, I think it's important. Well, maybe this is an encouraging word. I don't know. I think a- as an adult, it- it's important for us to say that I don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to acknowledge what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to come to a place where we realize that it's okay to say when something is not working. Um, because otherwise, like you mentioned about pride, um, you can you say something? No, no, go ahead. Um, you know, uh, about scripture says that, um, pride I'm trying to say how, how I don't want to say it backwards um, I know it's a, a, um, pride go up before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know um, uh, I, I, I would say it's okay for us as adults to um, rethink our decision making to rethink to say, you know, to acknowledge in areas where we are, <clears throat> where we are exhibiting pride and to acknowledge when we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. If I had anything to add, it would just be that it's election season fast, quickly approaching us. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, part of that, part of that is the the issue and the response <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or that's the result of the, some of the responses we see we know that it's election it, you know season um, you know those gas cars that were given out by Willie Wilson mm-hmm. <laughs> ended up being given out by the city for a reason right and that's after not- he did it mm-hmm. um, but to be honest we don't live in a city that values commoners Mm. we don't live in a city that values everyday life you know what I'm saying we live in a city that um, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on we glorify dollar signs we glorify money um, and we glorify what looks you know uh, to be making money 
that's on the political that's side of things. That's also on like just, you know, day-to-day people. When I have conversations with young people, like they floss and they, ooh, flossing is old. Um, <laughs> what's, what's another word, Jackie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it ain't you know, we, are, we are out here trying to secure the bag, honey. Okay. There you go. Um, and it's not lost on me that we live in a city where that has become so social, uh, socially acceptable, but even our policy, you know, makes it so, so socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to drop this in people's ear. If you're listening, it's election season is coming. Yeah. Right. Let us not go into another year where we're talking about, Oh, what are we going to do with them kids? Mm right on any aspect on any you know level of leadership right um because not only are we getting ready to you know vote for mayor and our automatic leaderships right right after that Mm -hmm. is going to be a gubernatorial election right so we're going to be voting for our our state legislators and our governor Okay, so if you're listening and you're a young person and you're 16, 17, 18, you need to be pushing for the people that have your best interests on the forefront of their minds and their policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just out here as an adult and you ain't paying attention to this, I used to ask on Facebook all the time, like, Chicago, who's paying attention? Right. Right. Um. And I would just, you know, positively challenge people. Like if you're seeing things happening and you feel like you're elected officials, people who we can vote out and fire (laughs) with Mm -hmm. our vote. If you're seeing that they're not addressing what you feel like they should address, do some more research, right? Find, start looking for somebody I should eat, dare I say, you know, like I said, we're getting ready for election season. Dare I say, we start thinking about the next four years, right? Yeah. Start building up those youth leaders that could take over some of these roles. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and with that, um, we thank you all for uh, uh, joining us. Uh, so, Next Friday, we're actually going to. We actually know where we're going to be. Next <laughs> Join us on Facebook. Um, Facebook. Uh, next Friday, seven p.m. Uh, we will be talking to um, um, Dr. Tanisha Joyner and rounding out um, Mental Health Awareness Month for May. Um, yeah, so that that's going to be a very powerful conversation. Please do not miss that. We're going to be on Facebook again, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we will have um, advertisements on both of our um, Facebook, Instagram. So be on the lookout for that. And so with that being said, we pray that you all have a happy and a safe weekend. Bye. Good night. <laughs>